0: Good you listeners, I'm your host Adam Rujo, today's date is November 22nd, 2019, and this is episode number 11. This episode I get to sit down with a New England legend, Jim Schimberg. Jim has been climbing for about 40 years and guiding since the 80's. If he's at the crag, there's a good chance you know he's around. Jim is a very joyous and animated individual, but he's had a little bit of a rough patch over the past couple years. This episode, we talk about a matter near and dear to Jim's heart, that is depression. 7% of Americans suffer from major depressive episodes per year. Yet, understandably, not everyone is willing to talk about it. Luckily, Jim is. Well, enough from me. I hope you all enjoy.
1: So first off, can uh, you tell me about your uh, hospital visit, Jim? Oh, recent hospital
0: visit? Yeah. Yes. I well, today. I
1: was hiking the Willow Springs, and unfortunately I slipped in the trail and happened to hit my knee on a rock, so I walked a little bit further and then decided to look at it, and it was pretty wide. I said, oh, I better go back. So me and my young partner, Norman, oh Norman, his name is Nelson, decided to go all the way back to town, the first walk-in care place, the, uh, they said it was 150 bucks. I said, no, thank you. So I walked out, and there was nobody there. We found another place that was completely packed with people, yeah. and lots of people working there. I signed in, waited about an hour, got seen, and a wonderful physician named Dr. Hansen. But I, I begged for stitches. Hey, I want stitches. He said, no, you're getting staples. I said, all right. <laughs> so he gave me five staples. Because <laughs> you're a regular. Yeah, right, right. Gave me five stables in the knee, and I went back. We went back and did four climbs. Yeah,
0: (coughs) man. And is uh, is getting fixed up at the hospital and then uh, climbing the same day, is that like a regular thing
1: for you? No, I'm usually not quite that clumsy. I have, you know, falling in the trails. That's a new low, you know, and uh, but (laughs) but basically. Still getting pitches in, man. We got some pitches in. We had a good time, and I felt pretty good and moving the knee and slept well, got up early, and uh, went climbing again today. Nice, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyways, uh, today I'm here with uh, Jim Schimberg, needs no introduction. Uh, how you doing today, Jim?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing... Looking I'm good. very happy. I'm feeling positive about pretty much everything right now and just trying to make every day be a good day, positive yeah. day, stay positive. Love it. Yeah. And um, where'd you grow up, Jim? I grew up a city boy, Adam. I grew up in Rochester, New York. and uh, no way. Kind of a dysfunctional house for sure. My mother was actually married seven times and... It's kind of crazy, oh, moved around a lot, actually lived in Vegas in seventh grade. Yeah, and that's what we are So crazy, yeah, we're in Vegas right now, we're in Red Rocks. But so, kind of crazy, and unfortunately uh, I uh, was able to find the right woman when I was about 30 years old, and been with her for, ever since, 30 yep. years. And where was. do you guys live now? We're in Campton, New Hampshire, about half an hour uh, from the sport climbing Mecca of so Rumney. So jealous. It's not that good, stay away, stay away, go somewhere else. No, not really, yeah. it's fantastic. It is. It is, and uh, what what brought you there? I went to New Hampshire because uh, I finished college in Santa Cruz, California, and started some early forays into Yosemite, just wandering around aimlessly Lost, being scared. But uh, I decided to go to the first law school that accepted me, so I got accepted at Franklin Pierce, which is now the University of New Hampshire Law School in Concord, New Hampshire. And I completed two years, and I was told uh, to take a little break, because I got an F in corporations. And then I went to go back, and they said, oh. There's fine print you missed, you have to start over. I said, no, Well, I can't be doing that. So I got two, I considered a master's in law two out of three years. But at the meantime, I found my path by working in a climbing shop called All Outdoors, yep. which is in Manchester, New Hampshire, for many years. And I started saying, I should take people to the local crag, the Rock Rim, and make a couple bucks here and there. And that was in like 1984. Yeah. I've been doing it ever since. Yeah. We're yeah, 30 plus years and uh, still enjoying the guiding life. Yeah. And how far away are you from Canon? I'm about 20 minutes from Canon. Yeah. I've made I've spent a lot of time there over the years. A lot most not always in the winter, but you know, I end up doing moby grape a lot the Whitney yeah. Gilman ridge. Used yep. to do the VMC in the lab all the time, but not so much lately. Yeah. Well, unlike Andy Tudhill, who was like an incredible rock climber and did all three, the big three. He did He did Benedictus, he did the VMC Direct-Direct, and he did Labyrinth Wall all in a day, and I okay. hate his guts. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he had a rope gun, but... Yeah.
0: He's right. still very good. He swapped leads. Yeah, you had to sneak that Andy's in. Andy's a legend. But, I had to sneak yeah. in that
1: thing about my hero, Andy yeah. Tudhill. All right.
0: And uh, what would you say climbing in New England is all about?
1: I think climbing in New England is... Uh, has a lot to do with conditions, and then the winter it can be really cold in Canada, Mount Washington, yeah. huge winds. Um, I think the black flies are a factor for ro- early season oh, rock yeah. climbing. So you got to be kind of tough. I wear long sleeves, and I don't like the bug stuff, so I just no. kind of suffer. figure and just suck it up if you can, and if it's too horrible, you know, do something else. So just be outside, go for a hike while you're moving. So, but once you get past bug season, and of course yeah. the autumn in New England. Need I say more? It's just a beautiful time to be climbing. It really is. Whitehorse, Cannon Cliff, Mm -hmm. go do the northeast pinnacle of Mount Washington. It's a wonderful long alpine route. Yeah. Four or five pitches, five, seven, brilliant. Yep. So there's a lot. Yeah, it's a wonderful place. Sport climbing, track climbing. Yeah. Lucky lucky, gems everywhere. Lucky to live there. Yep. Absolutely. And how how'd you get into climbing? I was a hiker. I was a Boy Scout a little bit. I was like the token Hebrew Boy Scout in the Presbyterian Youth Group that was a Boy Scout, so it was great. My buddy my buddy got me in there. High school was kind of a blur, kind of wasn't an athlete, wasn't smart, so, but luckily my best friend was like the best, best athlete in the school, so yeah, I'm still friends with him. He lives in Utica. So. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. But, so it was good. So I a city boy, but I realized I live on a dirt road now in Campton. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I love New Hampshire.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, what's your uh, top three favorite New England rock climbs? I would have to say, for rock climbs, I'd have to say the Whitney Gilman Ridge, yep. Moby Grape, and maybe Sliding Board or Recompense yep. on Whitehorse and Cathedral, respectively. In the winter, it's probably at the Black Dyke or Pinnacle Gully or yep. any of the multitude of you know, shorter climbs that we have. You do a lot of ice climbing? I've been known to do a lot of ice climbing, except for the last couple of years, but we're going to discuss why that is yeah soon. yeah. So, um you know, we
0: can get into it. Okay. Um, so when I saw you at the crag the other day, uh, you said you had a tough couple of years yeah. struggling Yeah. With depression. Yeah. Happens, it can sneak up on you. Yeah. Uh, thanks for willing to, to oh, of be, course. Uh, be willing to talk yeah. about be it. Happy Jim, to and, uh, I'm
1: glad to be here and talking so about it. I'd, I'd like to ask you, uh, when did you start um, first noticing symptoms? Well, my mother passed away in 2017, and we had been estranged. In other, in other words, not talking for several mm-hmm. years. Yeah. And, uh... When I finally did go to Florida, she was in hospice care, and I didn't know who I was, so we really couldn't say goodbye or I'm sorry. And why weren't we? And we were really close for many, many, many years. So she passed away, and I just found myself, you know, going into a state of low, low self-esteem, or just feeling bad about things in general. You know, Mm -hmm. I I don't know why. I got a lovely wife, a beautiful daughter, and a house, and a couple acres in New Hampshire. You know, cars that run. But I got into this bottomless pit of. Lost my confidence. Didn't do much guiding. Didn't do much climbing. Didn't do much running. All the mm-hmm. things that make me me. So you know, I I did. I, I mulled through it, and I you know, if I if I did something, I like if I went to the gunk. Sometimes I just ran or sold really easy things, and uh,
0: yeah,
1: you know, I, um, to be honest with you, I you know, I had I had oh yeah, I had been using. Oh, yeah. I had stopped using marijuana for three years around the time my mother passed and definitely it was good in one sense probably Mm -hmm. even in a bad sense you know really pretty low energy guy you know Mm -hmm. you know still trying to work substitute teaching working odd jobs still doing a little guiding so I just found myself getting into an extremely dark place yeah with this depression and uh slowly with family and friends and you know, doing being outside more and sharing mm-hmm. with a lot of people who knew I was struggling. Yeah. You know, I was able to somehow pull myself up and I went to Yosemite in the summer, this summer. And uh-huh. I've been taking a drug called Sertraline too, which they call antidepressant. My wife thinks it works good. I'm not so sure, but best to believe the boss, uh-huh. boss lady, um, so, so I'm taking Sertraline and I have started smoking marijuana again, mm-hmm. which has been really, really incredibly helpful for me. Yeah. Um, so I, all I can say is that, you know, I, I I don't want anyone to go to the depths that I went where mm-hmm. I had no energy, pretty much housebound, not entirely, but a lot, you know, not physical activity, not eating right, the yeah. whole nine yards. It's not taking care of yourself. But somehow I was able to process it all. And like I said, I got a great family. I got friends that I told to, and they were completely flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. They had no idea. But now I'm kind of reconnecting and calling all these people I haven't seen for a couple of years. You know, yeah. it's kind of... A, but I just want to say, you know, if anyone's suffering, you know, you can welcome to call me or email me or text me and be happy to talk to you about what I did and what I could do to get out. It wasn't an easy step. It took two years plus. Yeah. And But I was able to get out of the dark place and wake up energy. I mean, I got to, and as soon as I started getting up at 4.30 to go for a run or 3.30 to go for a climb, it's like, okay, I guess, I guess I'm yeah. back. And I feel like I just don't want to get, go back to that place mm-hmm. ever again because it's not a good place. No. It's not really not. not, really a really sad place. Like hopeless place now hopeless.
0: during these two years you were telling people about it earlier yeah you, i or told were you... my
1: physician who's also mm-hmm. my climbing partner al rosen wonderful guy and mm-hmm. uh, so finally last not the first year but last year and i had a lot of jobs that i worked like a day and i was like a, mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't work i had a job as a as a paraprofessional at, at the elementary school in thornton and, I lasted about a month and a half, and I felt like I was useless because I wasn't really doing a lot, and it was mostly just my mind. Yeah. And uh, I just quit, and uh, I explained to the guy, the guy that hired me, I said, I'm sorry, I'm suffering. I think he understood, but... Yeah. And I've been substitute teaching for probably almost 30 years, and I really do love the students, mostly at the high school. I feel like oh. I'm part of that community. So I tried to do that as much as I could because I wasn't guiding as cli- and climbing as much because I was so low. And then I slowly built my confidence back and did a really hard... did a I did the third ascent of the dike this year. It was very hard, probably, probably five plus X, but got through it. Yeah, my buddy was rather flabbergasted with my young, young guy, Tim Migel. So we did a pretty early ascent. So I can still, I can still climb. And wow. That's, you know, I'm no spring chicken. I'm 62. I started climbing in my early 20s. Yep. So I'm a little worn out, but uh, I'm still out there No, yep. the best I can. I'd like to
0: ask you if... Uh... Earlier on in life did you ever show symptoms? Did you ever see You any? know,
1: I came from such a dysfunctional household, mm-hmm. Adam. You know, my mother and I saw you know, to be blunt, I you know, I saw my mother bite a guy's ear off once. Oh Saw a God. lot of family that, and then get you know, of course, he picks up the ear, goes to the hospital, gets it sewn off, sewn on, he comes back, they're all lovey dovey again. It's like Whew. I wonder if any drugs or alcohol are involved in this situation. And yeah. mm-hmm. just a lot of men in and of life and Uh To be completely honest, and I don't mind saying this, I was also a victim of child abuse by the neighborhood creep up the road Mm -hmm. who knew I didn't have a father and took advantage of me to his sexual gratification. Mm -hmm. So that screws up a kid. I was probably aged 13 to 19. Uh So that kind of hoes me. I thought about that meaning maybe have something to do with my fall into the abyss of depression. Yeah. Not suicidal, but pretty... I did things that I, you know, I probably wouldn't normally do. Don't leave yeah. it at that, you know. I don't mean souling. I mean like mm-hmm. just bad idealizations, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, well, yeah. it's
0: <clears throat> tough for somebody. It's tough for anybody, but somebody with your personality, Jim, <laughs> is psyched. You're always yeah, psyched. psyched. We have a friend. Gotta we call psyched. him call psyched out. You're gonna be psyched. And uh, sometimes you're not freaking psyched. I know. And it's hard for people it's to grasp their mind around, true, it's huh? just, it's gonna, it's gonna happen, it's true. so I imagine that to be something that's, was challenging. Indeed you know? it was. And, uh, did, did you find that this, I mean, you already said it, but it, it,
1: it affected your climbing. You know? It did a lot, you know, you know, confidence is a lot of what I do, and I've, you know, I've been guiding since the mid-80s and guided every continent except for Antarctica, you know, at this point, and, uh, very fortunate, and, uh, Love what I do, but if, you know, it's like, you know, but if I wasn't feeling good about myself, mm-hmm. I did, I turned down a lot of guiding the last two years, you know, yeah. I didn't ice climb one whole year, uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. not once, last year I went twice, so, and usually I'm going, and this year, for it's just, you know, I climbed already in early November, yeah. <clears throat> when it wasn't really there, but so what, well, we did it anyway, <laughs> so it was wonderful, <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm, I'm you know... Uh, Trying to get fit, you know, the body's definitely feeling a little better because a couple of years of inactivity is like okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially with the running. But it's yeah. okay. i will mm-hmm. ease back in, you know. Now, uh, I'm lucky.
0: What have you found? Some things that has helped you. In...
1: I think being outside. And yeah. Finn McClellan, who owns the Mountaineer, he used to own the Mountaineer and is Adirondacks legend himself. He said that early on because I told him he's like a father to me, even though he's not. He's my age, but yeah. Vinny's the man. He owned the Mountaineer for years. And he said he just go outside, walk. if I can't run, walk, can't mm-hmm. walk, crawl, do whatever you got to do. And I started doing that, hiked a lot, and then slowly just tried it, and I faked it, fake it until you can make it. I did a lot yeah. of faking it. And then I just, like, turned the corner, I guess. My wife thinks the Sertraline medication helped. Maybe it did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I had taken Prozac years ago, and I had an indoor climbing wall, and when that went under, I got, I got a spell of depression, but nothing like this. Yeah. This was the lowest of the low. Mm-hmm. So well, you know, like I said, it's very you know can happen to anyone. Mental illness is a very real thing. Yeah, I never realize it. Yeah, until this situation.
0: <clears throat> we I believe we need to look out for our friends who are um, might be struggling Absolutely. with it. Absolutely, there might be little telltale signs of them not showing um, up. Perhaps and, Adam. Yeah, yeah maybe uh, I did a lot of that. You know A, a big <laughs> one I find is that let's say you call your buddy a few times. And they're not picking up the phone. A lot of people are like, "Oh, so and sos being a jerk." They're not picking up their phone. Realistically, they could be going through something. Absolutely. You know, and sometimes well all sad. you gotta do, if how deep they are, I've found is just ask, like, "Hey, like, you all right?" And they'll yeah. be, like, "Actually, let me tell you." Yeah, but they're not. To people aren't gonna go. A lot sad. of people won't go out of nowhere and just well talk said about it. For you need man. to. You need well to said for a young
1: man. Oh, I'm impressed.
0: I'm really happy to hear that you're feeling better, oh, Jim.
1: You look like a million bucks. Feeling good. I'm Feeling good. I'm staying healthy. I got a lot to be thankful for. The extra staples in my legs from being a <laughs> yeah. trail walking dope, but yeah. gotta pay attention out there, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And what would you say to someone who's listening to the show who might be struggling with depression?
1: I would say talk about it because I've been telling like too many people like, oh here, it's like I'm right out of AA or something. Like we always want to say I'm recovering, you know. And, mm-hmm. Like I say, you know, I don't feel I have a substance abuse problem. I feel like I had a self-esteem and self-doubt and problem and confidence problem. And uh, just fortunate I was able to mull my way through it. And it takes time. Yeah. Like you walk, then you run, then you climb, maybe, and you, you know, know and go from there. You know. And, yeah.
0: And you say talk about it, and I'm always surprised about how many people oh, are willing to listen. Absolutely. How, would you like, really wanna like. Absolutely. Oh my God, tell me more. You know? Absolutely.
1: And years ago when I said you about the sexual abuse, you said, me too. Yeah. A lot of people saying, me too. Yeah. So it's good. It's good to be open and honest and, you know, mm-hmm. and it is what it is. You can try to make it better and uh, try to make the world. That's kind of why I wanted to talk on this, you know, so I yeah. can help anybody. That's, that's the goal in life, I think. Absolutely. Do positive yeah. things for other people. It's not the climbs I've done or the... It's things I own, it's the people that's what you're gonna remember. I hope I when mean, it's all over, yeah. People like, forget yeah. all this stuff, it's a lot of stuff, yeah. You know? So, well, the world loves you, Jim, <laughs> and we need more people like you. you for saying that. I, I'm very blessed, yeah. I'm, I'm very grateful for everything I've had. and I thought I had blown all my relationships with even high school people, but no, they just had to understand that this was happening to me, and I wasn't able to reach out to them like I had in the past, so and, yeah. Uh, if you're having troubles, man, don't don't let it be hidden, you know. It's mm-hmm. like the you know same thing. What's the women's movement with the why uh why me, not why me with uh, you know, with all the things going on with uh like uh Matt Lauer being thrown off the Today Show for sexual thing, Bill yeah. Cosby. Oh, yeah. Me Too movement, that's what I wanted to say. Why yeah. me, Me Too movement. So same kind of thing. Talk about you mm-hmm. know, talk about that. If someone's touching you, like say something, dude. It's hard, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, cause you keep it in there. It's gonna fester. I mean, if you can get it out and it's better, if you, I mean, you know, my, mm-hmm. it's, you got it. I don't yeah. have the answers. Yeah. Just try to stay positive every day. You know, keep, yeah. every day, every day you get out of bed's a good day because there's people a lot worse off. Absolutely. I ain't in a wheelchair. You know, I got most of my marbles up in my head. I don't yep. remember so well, but got a lot to be thankful for. Can even go hiking, much less rock climbing or ice climbing. Yeah. I'm truly blessed absolutely you see a lot of beautiful places in the world good excuse to travel yeah right well
0: thank, thanks again for uh, sharing that you're very welcome um, well, Jim could you tell me uh,
1: about the uh, Mount Huntington oh sure I'd be happy story. to like, well we went we were climbing a lot uh, me and this guy from Patagonia he worked there really nice guy John Wasson He's a really good rock climber and he said hey we should go to Alaska and i had been to Denali and some other hunter and some other places and said we'll go so This is 2006 and we go there. We fly into the glacier, the Toka's sitting. it's beautiful. Nobody there. Set up three tents, personal tent each, and a cook tent. Start up the west face. The weather's good. We're going up. We notice there's some other people going in a different route. Well, whatever. Do get up the west face. We're, it's hard. You got to pack. You're climbing grade four ice. A lot of it. A couple, you know, fifteen hundred feet maybe. Get up the top, and we look. We look up. It's like we're at this real flat area on the mountain. We look up. It's probably maybe three hundred meters at the summit, a thousand. But it's all snow and scary. Areas, anything, and we look at you and say no. So we said, yeah, let's just bivy here. We bivy there for the night. Yep. Shared a sleeping bag. Was cold. We got a beautiful view. Wow. Decided not to go for the summit yep. because we like to live. And I'm scared of the snow. And we started rappelling down the west face ice climb. And on the second rappel, those silly people who were hauling on a route that Kevin Mahoney did in a, in a day dropped a rock and hit my friend right in the leg. Yeah. John Watson. So I rappelled down. The first thing I did is when I got to him, I uh, cramp on them in the arm because okay. I was like, okay saw what happened to leave the boot on lowered him repelled him did everything get him down to the gla- to the glacier got down to the glacier left a couple ropes up there get he, and I, I said I'm going to get the sled to get you and bring you out and I popped into do a crevasse up to my mid thigh and he, this guy he was such a he had it together so well he joked he said John yells, we're all going to (laughs) die. He was unbelievable. He talked himself out of shock. I went down, got the sled. He didn't think I could do it. I said, I'm doing it. Got him. Sled him back to 2,000 feet of snow, back to the tent, put him in the tent, fed him, put my cross-country skis on, stomped the the skiway. He had a satellite phone, called a a commercial airliner who called the taxi service, and the freaking guy came in at night. Dave Lee was his name. Brilliant. He's still flying, I think. Dave Lee flew onto the Tokositna Glacier and plucked... He, he, he pulled in and he said, We love you. Thank you. I said, My friends." said, Oh, your friend's all right. I said, No, he's not. He said, Well, okay. Is this what you got? You got these three tents? I said, I said, Yes, Dave. He said, Let's get out of here. I said, You can leave me. Come back. He said, Get packed up. Packed up all three tents, just threw everything in a pile on the plane, didn't put anything in the, Just a huge array of crap. He flew us to Talkeena onto the Strip, stopped yep. on the tarmac. I dumped everything out of the plane, left it on the tarmac, all our climate stuff, borrowed a car from, from uh, TAT, Talkeena Ad Taxi, Paul Roderick, got a bottle of whiskey, and drove my buddy to Anchorage, where later <laughs> that night, there were six physicians gathered around the x-ray screen saying, ooh, I've never seen anything like this before. Ooh, oh he's going to need some surgery. Yeah. Five surgeries, four or five surgeries. Once there, and then he flew down. So after he was wow. all settled in, I snuck him a beer in the hospital. I said, "John, I got to get her stuff." I drove back to Talkeetna, picked up all that, mailed his crap home to Ventura because he was working for Patagonia. Got all my stuff, packed it all up, and that was the end of the. Short-lived trip to Mount the yeah. West Face ice climb. Amazing. And it's all good. He's climbing again. Uh-huh. haven't really seen him. What happened to that bottle of whiskey? We like, drank oh. it on the <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. We we, I was gone. It was, that was wonderful. And yeah, can you believe the pilots, like someone who worked for Paul Roderick at Talkeith Antioch, just said, take this car. It's like, we love you. Yeah. So that's how it is in Alaska, though. Huh? I don't know if you've been. Yeah. No. It's no. an amazing place. Oh, I've been man. there climbing probably six or seven times, worked in the canneries and the fisheries a couple times. I love it there. Yeah. So that's wild. Last frontier. But that's a crazy Whoa. story. That was the one big epic Oof. I had, and I got him down. And he's fine and lucky. Yeah. Big piece of rock. Yeah. Those guys, who knows if you they know made his, his was uh, completely
0: lost. recovery was like? Or? I think it was hard. Yeah. I think of it was course.
1: Because huh? he really punched, broke all kinds of weird things yeah. in his ankle, and we left his boot on. He had his boot on until he got to Anchorage, I think. Yeah. Like hours later.
0: Holy moly. a lot of, yeah, I'm
1: glad, John. He never. Yeah, he never really—I mean, I never really saw him again. I don't think he blames me. Just—you yeah. don't want to uh, be an alpine climber if that happens to you. No, that's a young man's game anyway. I think I'm pretty much done with that.
0: When it first happened, did you uh, know right away it was serious, or did it take? I a did know stuff? right away because I
1: saw the rock. Yeah, and I screamed. Uh-huh. But on that big, huge—and wh- it's huge, Adam—and yeah. that big, huge west face of ice, the rock happens to hit him in the leg. It's like, uh, oh, talk about an unlucky break. But it was good. Well, all all's well that ends well. Nobody yeah. died. He's climbing again, probably fine. He's raising a couple kids. Yeah. Yep. So, John, you know, John Watson. Yeah. Well, pretty Good funny. story, man. Yeah, appreciate, thank you. Appreciate that.
0: Yeah, thanks. And what's, uh, what's next for you, Jim?
1: Next for me is, well, you know, I haven't ice climbed a lot in the last two years because I was in a state of depression we've been talking about so much. I did go last week and did the black dike, and then as soon as I knew I could still climb a hard climb, I... Texted my buddy Carlos Bueller, who's a, who's a legendary climber. He lives in Canmore. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to come home from this Red Rocks trip on the 19th and the 21st. I'm going to fly there for three or four days to ice climb with Carlos yeah. in the big leagues. Yeah. I don't know if you even ice, do you ice climb. No, there? I oh, do not. I'll take I mean, you. I mean, You'll I mean, like it. I've got to so try I'll, it see, out. Sally might beat you, but yeah. with me, uh, start learning a <laughs> top rope. Yeah. So I'm going to go do a little ice. Yeah. And then, um, then it's December and. Uh, I got, you know, I'm not going to the Bozeman Ice Fest, but I am going to Uray, mm-hmm. and the Adirondacks, oh, cool. and the North Conway. Yep. And the, I'm going to the Michigan Ice Fest again, which is oh, nice. a very cold place. Yeah, it's very wonderful. It yeah. existed. Yeah. Cool. No, it's an old one. It's mm-hmm. on right by, you fly to uh, Marquette, yep. you take a bus up to Munising. Munising. Okay. It's cold on Lake Michigan. It yeah. really cold. Yeah. And I mean really cold. I'm psyched for you to get back out there. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah, smash some I mean, like, ice. Smash them. That's bash our finger. <laughs> then all your fingers will look like that. I'll beat up. <laughs> oh, I broke a bone on called it a con of rain. I didn't know it would make. Oh man. And uh I wish I had a video camera for that well, one. Well, you know, oh, I uh, went into the I went in. My buddy, my buddy Taven says, Go in and get that fixed. Yeah. It's a broken. I said, okay. I went in. I waited an hour. The nurse comes out. She says, Mr. Shimberg, I said, okay. I said, uh, what are you? You're here for your hemorrhoids? I looked at her. And walked out. Yeah, that was the end of my possible hand surgery. But who cares? That's it. Get a good pinky jam, and that. yeah, I was gonna say. But ice climbing, you can beat yourself up pretty well, but it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's very joyful. Yeah, in a lot of ways. You know, following is joyful. Leading can be terrifying. Yeah, that's how I sum up ice climbing. I imagine. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks again, Jim, for being on the show. You're more than welcome. Um, as uh, as always, the the final word yours. Man.
1: Yeah, you know i started climbing in you know probably 80 early 80s late 70s i didn't do a lot until the mid-80s and the more i climbed you know when i like i i said earlier this evening i said if i ever made a mistake i would never climb again if it was through my fault someone got hurt or injured or god forbid killed and i still hold true to that you know it's a very serious thing i you know i really focus i mean nobody really cares how strong your fingers are what you can pull down for Nelson, Nelson, oh, um, uh, but that's another story for another day. Uh, but it's super, it's, it's super important to be a good belayer. It's super important to to uh, take care of each other. My buddy gave me some green tea on the, on the cannon the other day because my stomach was bugging me. Just a, it's what climbing's about, you know, and being happy and joking and being lucky. We can do these kind of things. Yeah. So uh, if you do find yourself getting down, you know, look look on the bright side and. Uh, you, can, you know, I'm a proof, proof, proof. Believe me, that you can recover completely, mm-hmm. be back to who you were. Just, you know, give it time. Talk about it with all your friends. You'll realize you got so much going for you. You don't want to throw all that away by being, being alone and isolating yourself yeah. and not doing the things you know you love to do. Yeah. if you could dig down, but it was impossible for me to do them for that time period. And. and my friends who are still my friends understand and you know they don't hold any grudges and they, they realize i didn't see them because i was being a jurist because i just couldn't do it yeah now that i can it's i'm a lot happier and uh yeah. anybody like i said anybody can call me anytime okay or thanks, yeah and i'll be happy to talk about anything anytime or better yet go climbing yeah thank All you
0: right. Adam. i love it well said thank you thank we you lo- we much. love you jim oh
1: thank you <laughs> yeah. it goes right back at you adam
0: Big thanks again to Jim for sharing that with us. It's hard for me to believe that the percentage is only 7% of people per year suffering from major depressive episodes, yet I know so many people affected by it. If you or someone you know is affected by it, talk to each other, reach out. Get outside and see a professional if you can. Even someone with as much energy as Jim can get into a dark place, so keep an eye out on each other especially around the holidays. Alrighty, I hope you all have a good Thanksgiving and don't forget to set the scale back five pounds next Friday. Thanks for tuning in everybody.